Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Into the Night with Sean Kelly. How is everybody doing tonight? Uh, well, I'm just uh, doing okay. Uh, we're getting ready for that real big, nasty storm that's coming through. Um, I think we're going to be getting, like, in the low fives. <laughs> I don't know. I'm ready for it, though. Um, yeah, we're supposed to, it's supposed to be really, really, really cold on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day this weekend. And uh, I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. You know, um, I got some good news. My son, come hell or high water, he said, he will be in on the weekend. So anybody out there, if you can, just say a little prayer for my son that he gets here safe, you know, that he's in no accidents and stuff. As you could tell, you know, people who are watching online, I don't have my Santa Claus look no more. And last week, it was just like really, really, really getting on my nerves, you know. And, um, no, I just, you know, a lot of people were shocked to see what I actually look like underneath, uh, you know, when all that stuff is gone. But I feel a lot better. Um, my uh, dude that I get my hair cut from, he was like... Uh, you know, it's been 13 weeks since you got a haircut. And I said, no. I said, holy crap, that's like three months. So that's what happens when you got three months without going and getting your haircut. But I feel good now. Um, life's a little bit um, interesting for me. Um, I, I don't know. I'm ready to, you know, come 2023, coming up in a couple weeks, I'm ready to start over again, you know, and that's not with the paranormal investigations, you know, it's doing new things, writing uh, material, doing some more work on my podcast here, and, and, and I'm really looking forward to it, you know. 2022 was a good year, but it was a bad year. You know, had its ups and then had its downs. But, you know, I'm still sitting here with you guys here on December 20th, 2022. So, you know, that's one good thing about how I am going on with this, uh, with this 2022 bit. But, uh, so how's everybody, how, how's everybody going? I mean, how, how are they doing? Are you, like, uh, going shopping? Did you get your Christmas shopping done? Did you get all your food prepared? We did. I got my stuff done. I'm really, my son's real easy to buy for. My brother is, too, um, and for my mom. Um, I can't really tell you what I got them because there are some people who are in, in the family, in my family, that would tell her what we got her, but... You know, it, it was pretty nice, and um, I'm really looking forward to it, you know. Um, she got her car fixed, so that's taken care of, and I don't know, things are just, you know, it's crazy with, with our lives, um, especially mine. Um, it's like for a long time, you know, you, you, I, I just, everything I touched, you know how King Midas would say, you know, um, you know, you touch everything. He touched everything, and everything became gold. Well, everything I touched broke. <laughs> uh, Swept rock. I think that 
Yes, I brought on oh, no, the Flintstones. Are... Everything he touched, it broke. And that's how I felt sometimes. Everything, you know. But you know what? You know when you break something? It, it definitely, definitely can be repaired. You know, so. Not always. But, you know, the majority of the time, you can repair what you broke. And that's what I'm doing with me. I'm repairing uh, what I broke. I have an interesting show tonight. Okay, my friend Jenny. Okay, um, she asked me if I could talk a little about this. Uh, she thinks she's got uh, no, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but the Maluk or the Maluccio or you know, the evil eye. So she asked me to do some research on it, and uh, you know, I'm gonna bring it up on my show, you know right now um first of all the questions i would like to ask you out there is do you believe in curses do curses actually work or is it all in the state of mind that you think the the curse might work or the curse won't work i personally think that if someone puts a curse on you incidentally or intentionally or unintentionally you know so crap happens you know so you know something breaks or something happens to you happens to your car or whatever you know you might not you know it's like well you know there's a lot of people out there that don't like me now so did anybody put some type of curse on me you know and I found that, you know, doing a little soul searching, that if I, uh, you know, be conspiracy theorist about curses, man, I, I, everything I touch, it was a curse. I, and, and I can't live my life through that, you know. I can't live my life believing that I'm cursed. My mom believes we are, but I, I don't think so. I really believe that everything happens for a reason and that there's no con coincidences, you know, so. But, um, so I did a little uh, research and of course I'm gonna go over to my trusty little uh, notepad right here. And, um, okay, the evil eye. Now this, these are Italian curses. I, I just don't, you know, have it on the evil eye. There's a couple other Italian curses out here, you know, which was like, um, it was pretty shocking, you know, to say the least, <laughs> because um, you'll, you'll see as I read on. But the Maluka is a cause that is a curse that can be put on a person without even meaning to. So what's that saying to me? OK, so. Is there somebody looking at a picture of mine, throwing a curse on my butt or is it somebody that I've met? You know, do they realize that they're putting a curse on me? I would say in, in my own, just personally what I think, would be about 99% of the time they don't know what they're doing if it is a curse. If someone did that intentionally. They also say um, it, it, it's all up. 
you know, mind over matter, you, you know, so what? So I go and get in my car and I'm driving and I get a flat tire for no reason at all. Did somebody curse me? I don't think so. You know, crap happens. Well, I look at it, you know, so um, she was explaining to me earlier on how to tell if you have a curse. Um, let me see if I wrote it down. Um, no, I don't. Um, but from what I remember is that the only way to find out if you are cursed with the evil eye, the, the maluch or whatever it is, um, you get like a bowl, bowl of water and you get some olive oil and you pour it in. And if it's bundled, you know, if it just stays in one place, that means somebody has given you the eye, you know, that you are cursed. Um, but if it doesn't and it spreads out, okay, the, um, then you don't have the curse. But she was saying that um, in order to get rid of this curse, somebody, first of all, in order to do this, Jenny couldn't do it on her own. She would have to have somebody do it for her. And the only time that you can actually do this is on Christmas Eve, you know. And so God bless her. I, I hope she isn't cursed, you know. Um, I hope nobody's cursed. Who knows what's going to happen, but my prayers are with you, Jen. Trust me. Um, so there, we'll, we'll have to see about that. Um, if there's any people who are ancestry, ancestors or who, who are Italian and would like to share a little bit more about that curse, feel free to make a comment in the, um, comment section on my show here. Uh, another one now. You know, it's called the devil's horn, all right? And uh, it's called corno, C-O-R-N-O. And what that does, you know, it's handed out to men at festivals and such. And what it does is that it protects the person from the evil curse of the eye, the evil eye. So... What can I say? You know, if you really feel like that somebody is cursing you, then you know what? Go out and get one of the devil's horns. They're pretty. They're pretty sharp. You know, um, they're pretty. You know, they they look kind of good. And uh, that's what you need to do. Um, I really actually have not sat down and talked with a person. You know, of that descent of the Italian descent. But, you know, it gives me something to look forward to, you know. Um, in fact, I'll tell you what. What I'll do is I'll try to find somebody. You know, I know a couple of Italians, and maybe I can, you know, get some information off of them and, and then bring back and give you some more. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Now, going along with the curses, okay, this was a crazy one. And I just picked these up not an hour before I got on, on my show. And another curse is, it's called, don't leave your bread upside down on the table. Seriously. 
this will curse. That is a curse. Don't leave your bread upside down on the table. And the uh, meaning of that is seeing up, you know, seeing that's why I was fought to be to bring misfortune and starvation, especially fishing boats. It was if the bread was upside down on the table, then there would be no fish, so you'd go hungry. Now, who would come up with something like that? I'm not knocking it. You know, I'm not knocking the curse. I'm not knocking, you know, what people believe. Okay. It's just upside down bread. I, like, I, I really need to research these, you know, a little bit more. But it's not just going to be the Italian curses that are out there. It's going to, you know, research some Irish ones and Polish ones and German ones, you know. And see if they all relate, you know, if they all the curses relate. Some people say that witches put curses on people. Some people say warlocks put stuff on people. You know, a good friend of mine who, who is a witch, you know, um, the by casting spells is, is that if you think of something to somebody it goes out in the air in the universe and she said that that is considered you know a spell to me spells and curses could be the same thing if anybody you know if i'm wrong at saying that please tell me you know I'd be, you know correct me if i say anything i was wrong you know so so when she told me that i had to sit down and really think about it because um it's like uh okay so if i can wish something on somebody it could happen to them but what if i can wish money how about money for me can you imagine that if you could put a wish or a curse whatever and just put it out there in the universe and say, hey, I, I want $10,000, you know. Maybe thinking, okay, so come to me $10,000. I'd be happy, you know. But it's like, um, no. I believe that Whoever you believe in, and I will tell you that I believe in God, okay? If you are meant to have it, then whoever you believe in will give it to you. But if they don't think you need it, then you have to go and do what you have to do to survive. I'll give you a good, for instance, okay, um... I remember I got fired from the post office a long time ago, 96, I think it was. And uh, I did something wrong, so I deserved it. But at the time, I was sober, okay? But at the, the minute, the day that I, you know, I had no money, you know, I was making big bucks for the post office. I mean, 
literally had two cars, a house, a marriage, which didn't work out right. But she's still my friend today. So in fact, I got done talking to her and see if she was going to come over with her husband on Christmas Day, you know, on Sunday. So one day I was in my apartment and I was really feeling down on myself. And I'm thinking, my God, I used to have this, 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 and this, and this. And so I called my sponsor and I'm telling him how I'm feeling. And he just said, aren't you one selfish dude, is what he said. You are selfish. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you know, it's it's like this. Um, you had all that at one point in time. You had it. You screwed up and you lost it. But remember these three things. You have a son that loves you. You have food in your stomach. You have food in, in your son's stomach. You have by his clothes. And you have a roof over your head. And it's like, you know what? I think, you know, God's doing pretty good for you. You know. I say you know a lot. I was told about that last week. So if I say you know too much, then I truly am sorry. But there's another thing here. Here's here's a cold curse. Um, the number 13 in Americans is considered a really bad number. It's an unlucky number. Okay. But the Italians, 13 is a very lucky number. That's cool. You know, and uh, there's my you know again. But they also say that you have to stay away from the number 17. In Roman numerals, you know, they, they spelled it out, numerals. And the Arabic meaning is, it's a man in the gallows. So, that was kind of confusing. But as I read that sentence over and over and over again, I was like, oh. So, 17 is an unlucky number because there's a man going, and he's in the gallows. That's weird. That's strange. Um, the only lucky 17 for me is St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. That's that's the good day. I can't wait for that. It's coming up pretty soon. I haven't really thought about this, but what? Maybe 100 days? Who knows? Getting there. It's a little bit over 100 days, but I'm looking for that day. I have a lot of fun with my family on St. Patrick's Day, and maybe this year I will definitely go out and try to find a leprechaun. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what I'm going to do, but maybe I might just go into the woods and see if the little green men are, uh, are out there. <laughs> That'd be great. So, my question to you guys, again, is do you believe in curses? 
leave me a message. You know, you can go to the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Facebook page and leave a message, or you can get me on Facebook, uh, Sean Kelly, and my picture is the logo, Pittsburgh Paranormal Society. So I'd like to hear what you have to say about it. Now, as I was reading these Italian curses, all right, and working in a supermarket, and that's all I hear for eight hours a day, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, so are there any dark Christmas carols out there? And when I mean by dark, like not so happy carols that we hear all the time, you know. I'm saying, okay, let me look at it. So I Googled it, and there's five of them. And this is going to be amazing. Like, I did write the most of them down. Um, so bear with me, because I'm looking at my, like I said, my little trusty uh, pad here. It, it's just, uh, some of them are like crazy. So I'm going to get to them. Uh, number five, coming in at number five, is We Three Kings. And I'm thinking, hmm. And as I was reading the article, it was something about the myrrh is a bitter perfume that it's mine. And all kinds of negative stuff about myrrh, you know. And the reason why they think it's dark is because uh, there's a, you know, it just has a dark message in the carol. It kind of blew me away because it's like I'm listening to that song. And I've been hearing it all my life. Okay. Never really truly understood the reason why they would make it dark. I thought it'd be pretty cool. You know, yeah. Another version growing up when we were, you know, young was a we three kings of Orient all tried to smoke a rubber cigar. It was loaded and it exploded. <laughs> we three kings of Orient all. Does anybody out to remember that? That's a little thing like that. I remember saying that. But we three kings, that's crazy. What do you think? So when I go through these, you know, I would like to know your thoughts about it. Um, the fourth one, I think, is creepy. Okay. And that is Santa Claus is coming to town. Coming in at number four. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. That's creepy. Never really thought about it until an hour ago. That's some really creepy lyrics. And yes, it's been around for ages. It's been around for a long, long time. And we've been singing it. I, I even sing it <laughs> at work. And I will probably continue singing it at work. But... Hey, Brian, 
How you doing, buddy? Merry Christmas to you. You identify as nice. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> Santa Claus, huh? Is coming to town. But that one, like, I, I mean, these are, hey, bud, they, they're just like craziness on that one, especially that one. Now, here's another one. Um, coming in at number three of a dark carol is we wish you a Merry Christmas. Let me repeat that. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And why that song turned dark, or according to the people who were, who were, uh, wrote this article saying that basically what's happening in the one verse is there's a bunch of people standing around your house demanding food and beverage and they're not going to leave until you give them some now do you consider that dark i would say definitely creepy you know but it, it does have a point it does have a point I, I guess you can take any songs with any lyrics and turn them into how you, you know, see that song, you know, what you can do, you know, we're rearranging, the, not rearranging the words, but having different types of ideas on how that song can go. Now, if you really look at that, you will see that it really does sound like that people are demanding food and beverage and won't leave your house until you get some. So that's why that song is dark. Now, here, here coming in at number two is have yourself a merry little Christmas. That's the number two song that's dark. Now you're saying to yourself, Sean, you're weird. <laughs> you're weird. How could this be dark? I'll tell you why. Right now. In 1944, Judy Garland sings this song in the movie, Meet Me in St. Louis. Garland's character is singing this to her little sister because the family might be moving to New York. The original lyrics to this song, okay, the original lyrics is, have yourself a merry little Christmas. It may be your last. Next year we may be living in the past. That's the original. Garland didn't like that. <laughs> She didn't. So she went to the guy who composed or whoever wrote that, that song and said, could it not be happier? That was, a, that, that was really, really bad. I'm going to repeat that again. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It may be your last. Next year we may be living in the past. Then the second lyric behind that, the second verse goes, faithful friends who were dear to us will never be 
no more. Yeah, Brian, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, it blew me away. So you look at it and it's like, holy crap. <laughs> holy crap. There are sort of dark, some dark meanings. Now, you know, without um, like the 12 days of Christmas, it was really crazy. The song isn't is a Christmas carol, I guess, but it wasn't meant for the days before Christmas, the, the days after Christmas, what you the kind of gifts that you got. Um, I think it starts on the 26th and ends on the Ascension, January 5th or something like that, 12 days. I don't know. Now, back to um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. 1954. Frank Sinatra recorded his own version of the song. He replaced the line, until then we will have to muddle through somehow with hang a shining star upon the highest bough. So it wasn't just one or two people thinking that this song was creepy. There was a lot of people that thought this was creepy. And with Frank Sinatra to change the lyrics around to his song, um, that was pretty intense. You know? So I'm grateful that um, they did change the lyrics to that song. Because I tell you what, it's a very pretty song. I really enjoy that Christmas song. Um, never heard the Judy Garland one. You know, hope, you know what I might do? I might just YouTube it and see if it's legit. You know, if she actually sung those words. Now, the number one, and I never heard of this carol before. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. It's called the Coventry Carol. And it's about, and this is sad, killing babies. Okay. Uh, King Herod. When he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, was in a rage, and he sent and killed mill children in Bethlehem who were two years old and younger. Yes. I don't want to really talk about that song right now. I never heard it. I really don't know the lyrics to it. I tried listening to it. Could not understand what they were saying. Never heard of that either, huh, bud? So these are like, I guess, the top five dark Christmas carols. I can see why they're dark. They're, they're not so pleasant. And I'm sure there's many more. What is your favorite carols? What Christmas carol do you like the most? And I'll tell you, mine is the first Noel. And I looked that up today. And the first Noel, and it's Noel, and it's Latin meaning, means birthday. That's cool. So the first Noel, which is the first birthday, 
and also in French, France, they say joyous something. I, I can't speak French, but it's joy, J-O-Y, something Noel, which means Merry Christmas. So Noel is part of it, you know, Christmas. But when I found out that it was in, in the Latin form, Noel meaning birthday, the first Noel, you know, the, the first day of Jesus' birthday. Now, we all know that his birthday ain't on December 25th. It's, I'm going to say, I thought I read where they said it was in April or something like that. Even the Bible admits it, that he wasn't born on Christmas, and so do these scholars and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, that that kind of made me feel good. But my favorite Christmas carol is the first Noel. And I'm giving this group uh, a little, uh, I guess you want to say, uh, give them a little bit of commercial time. Um, if you want to say that, they're, sponsor, not spon they're not sponsoring me at all. Trust me, they're not. But the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, their Christmas songs, their Christmas story. The second song on that album is their rendition of the first Noel. And it just like blows my mind. I get chills. I literally get chills when I see him playing. I mean, I used to go to their concerts all the time. But since I don't go anymore, I usually go and watch them on YouTube, especially around Christmas. That's when I play it a lot. And it's beautiful. So if you're bored or not feeling good or you're feeling a little sad, go on YouTube and punch in, you know, type in the first Noel by Trans-Siberian Orchestra and just listen to it. There's no singing. It's all one electrical guitar. It drives you crazy. Drove me crazy. But that whole album has a story to it. And there's another song in that story. It's called uh, the bar. You know, it's about this angel that's helping this little girl go home. And the angel walks into a bar and he asks the bartender if he could help. And the bartender takes some money out of the cash drawer, gives it to the little girl, and she goes out to JFK Airport to go home. And when he went back into the bar, everybody drank for free. So they couldn't understand because they never seen the little boy around that area. So they went out and they looked for footsteps. And they didn't see none. And so it was the angel of the story, you know, getting this girl home. And she finally made it home. It, it was 
it was good it, it, it was a great song very sad ah thanks joe that's it thank you for putting it on appreciate that thank you buddy but yeah the bar that's a that's a good song so you know coming up christmas is sunday and i really really hope and i pray that everybody has a wonderful christmas that they get to spend time with their family to sit around the Christmas tree and open presents. If not opening presents, thanks buddy. Thanks Brian. Just sitting around the tree, opening up presents. If not, just having a cup of coffee in the morning. And watching your children or your grandchildren opening up presents, how happy they are. But just being together. I pray and wish for that for you. My son's coming in, hopefully. And hopefully he'll get here safe. Know. But the hardest part is when Christmas is over and they go home. And you know, you might see them around the 4th of July, and you might definitely see them around Christmas again the following year. Well, my son's 32. I'm 60. And I, I miss him a lot. But when he's here, <laughs> we're lucky we can spend eight hours. Isn't that funny? I don't know if anybody can understand what I mean. We do get on each other's nerves. A lot. But what's really cool the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing the Oakland or uh, Las Vegas Raiders. You get that right. Uh, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. Brian says 60 is the new 30. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. Huh. So I guess 90 is 60. I don't know, but thank you, buddy. But this Saturday, the Steelers are playing, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders. And it's, Brian, is it the 50th year of celebration when Franco Harris picked off that pass and scored a touchdown? I don't know. Anybody in Pittsburgh remembers that, please, you know, remind me. But he'll be home, hopefully, and we can watch the game together, which is great. Okay, Brian thinks so. I, I, I think it has been 50 years. Wouldn't that be crazy, Brian, if somebody, if that happened again this year? 
That would be great. But uh, enjoy your Christmas with your families. Have fun. Give everybody a hug. And if you see anybody out there that has nobody, buy them a coffee. Buy them a dinner. If you can, invite them over your house for dinner. Nobody should ever be alone on Christmas Day. Nobody. I don't give a crap who you are. No one needs to be alone. So if you can make a point into helping somebody, please do it. Because I can guarantee it they're going to need it. Merry Christmas, brother. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Because they're going to need it. Everybody's going to need it. You know, I look at the commercials and you see all the happy people and their nice, clean pajamas and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, if that was only true, if that was only true, everybody's smiling happy, that would be great. Clean pajamas. Have you noticed that? They got clean pajamas on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one day I'll get mine. You know, I'll have that day. But for me, for right now, at this very moment, I got all my listeners out there. I got my cousins. I got my family. You know, we might not see each other. We really might not communicate to each other a lot through the years. But I know their family and I know they'll back me up and I'll back them up. And to me, that's what Christmas is all about. Family. Family is huge. You know, I never, I'll be honest with you, I never really understood how huge family is. You know, like being in my 30s and early 40s, I'm thinking, you know, I'd rather go out and do stuff on my own, the hell with my family, blah, blah, blah. I, was, I guess I was going through a midlife crisis at the age of 40. I don't know. But now I do. Now I do. And it's great. Because there's nothing safer. And there's nothing bigger to have family. It's definitely awesome. I got about seven more minutes left on my show and when I come back on next Tuesday it's going to be after Christmas so I will share with you my Christmas with you guys because I look at you who listen to my show as my family I do care about you. You keep coming back and you keep listening to my show. So to me, that means that you care about me. 
That's all that counts. I got all the other hosts on this network. Oh, I forgot to say, UPRN Radio 105.3 New Orleans. Sorry about that, Joe. And uh, they are my friends. They are dear friends. I consider them family. But I do. And it's okay. Because I do have their back. And I'm sure they'll have mine. So, you know, I think I'm going to cut it short today. I'll try to make it to 47. I keep looking up at my clock on the screen there. Yeah. So, everybody, have a very Merry Christmas. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your family. And have fun. And parents, please go to your children and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And children, please go to your parents and give them a hug and tell them you love them. Thanks, buddy. You're a good egg, too. Love you. Love you lots. And if you don't have any family, go to your aunts, go to your uncles, go to your cousins, and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. Because those three words, I love you, go a long way. And on that note, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Have a good evening. And I'll see you next week. Goodbye.